Hey everyone, just a quick disclaimer here before this episode begins. Uh, when myself and Amy were talking about Colossal Cave, uh, we mentioned the price, which was at the time of review $40. Now, it has since dropped in price to $24.99 and it is um, uh, on sale on GOG. Uh, at the time of recording. Uh, we will talk about this more in the next episode on the new segment um, in more detail. But just want to let everyone know that um, when we mentioned that the uh, price was $40, it was back then, but they have uh, dropped the price to $24.99. So you can take that into account uh, when you're listening to the review. So uh, yeah, so uh, please enjoy the rest of the episode. <laughs> Welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Adventure Games Podcast. Uh, we are going to review some more games and, uh, well, we have a couple of new people. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm joined again by Thomas. Uh, hello, Thomas. How are you? Hey, Sersha. I am, uh, besides being a bit tired, I'm fine. Oh, that's good. Um, I know we did the Adventure Games of the Year episode last month. Uh, then yes. I was with Kieran because we couldn't find a time to record, but you're here again. Great to see you again. Uh, just remind us, what game will you be reviewing today? I will be reviewing uh, Deliver Us the Moon. Ooh, well, we shall see if you can deliver us the moon. Uh, and well, I won't be live. No, I, I will be delivering the review. Not the <laughs> oh, perfect! You'll be delivering the review of Deliverance to Moon. Okay, that's. I mean, it's not quite the moon, but fair enough. You um, have somebody. You have somebody else who can deliver you the moon. No, Bruce in Almighty, a, in right? A, in, a, in a more, maybe that's something you need to discuss with her tomorrow. Okay, Br- Bruce Almighty, he did that. I remember. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, could be, could be, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, uh, we're also joined, kind of making her debut, but kind of not, because we've, I just haven't uploaded the episodes yet. Uh, but Rose, you're, this is your first time on an official review episode. Um, yes. So, I'm very excited. Yeah. Well, very. welcome. Welcome <laughs> to this crazy team. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. How are you feeling? You, uh, you said you're excited. You're, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm uh, shaking in my, Bones and whatever, yeah. Um, no, I'm very excited. Um, uh, yeah, just introduce yourself. What are your so, uh, some of your favorite adventure games? Yeah, so um, my favorite games. Um, well, I I grew up playing adventure games, like many uh, many kids who preferred computers and being on their own. Um, and um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, Broken Swords uh, was, I think, the first one I yeah, Broken Sword one was the first I ever played and remains one of my favorites um and Grim Fandango Gabriel Knight that kind of thing uh to, to this day that's the kind of thing I still like um yeah uh in terms of games I'm looking forward to um Rosewater is quite an obvious one mm. um kind of fits the existing genre um but uh yeah also um Old Skies and uh um yeah there's a lot of games I'm looking forward to um oh and Dark Mage sorry Dark Mage what am I on about yeah, Near, Near Mage. Mage. Yes. <laughs> yeah. no, there are so many Mage. adventure games. Mage. Near Mage. It's the, from the developers of Gibbous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah yeah so uh, yeah uh, those are the kind of games that I like a lot uh good stories um uh no action <laughs> or very little action I understand um, too much adrenaline no uh so yeah those are the kind of things I enjoy um uh yeah good stories um yeah uh Sersha and myself are quite used to little actions so yeah we're not very good at action either it's no okay <laughs> um, yeah, no, we're, uh, it's. You, you don't get much action. Is that what you're telling me? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You can edit that out if you want to. No, <laughs> well, it's, it's, on that, it's up to Jared if he wants to keep that in or edit it out. But I just need to introduce him, who unfortunately couldn't make it with us uh, today. He's busy, but we have a new editor. We have a professional editor, um, called Jared. Hey. And- and I meant to say the name of his podcast last month, but of course I completely blanked out. But I have it in front of me here. He also does interviews uh, for of indie game developers. His podcast is called Indie Game International. And as the title suggests, he interviews indie developers from all around the world, including a certain Dave Gilbert, Sam Barlow, and a few mm-hmm. others, not just adventure games, of all kinds of games. But he's a really good interviewer. Um, I've listened to a couple. I'm really enjoying them. And uh, what he does in the podcast is he gets the guests to recommend a game to him. And then he plays the game and then he interviews that developer or someone involved in that game. And it's a really cool idea. And so I would really encourage people to check out his podcast, Indie Game International. Um, cause, you know, quite similar to this podcast with, with interviews as well. But, uh, you know, he, he's also a professional podcast editor and he's very kindly agreed to, uh, I don't know for how long, hopefully for a long time, uh, to, to help us out with this podcast. So, uh, again, huge thank you to Jared and hopefully he can join us, um, later on, uh, or, uh, next month or in the future, um, as well. He said as well, he, uh, he played Delivers the Moon as well. So I'm the only one yet who haven't played it. Uh, mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. He's currently playing through the sequel, Deliver Us Mars, and he also interviewed the composer of Deliver Us to Moon. So I will include links to the main podcast and to uh, that episode as well. So that's Indie Game International for people who want to check out another podcast about indie Mm -hmm. games. Um, So shall we get to news? Um, So, so, yes. So there's a few Kickstarters. There's, I mean, just one after the other. Um, It's a lot, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. uh, you know, our poor wallets. Uh, first of all, the Hand of Glory 2 uh, Roots of Glory was uh, announced by Madit Games. Um, and they're on Kickstarter at the time of recording. Uh, they have made their goal in just a few days. Uh, at the moment, time recording there, over 14,000 euros. Looks like they're going to do quite a bit more. But you can still, if you are still... Uh, listening to this now, well, two weeks ago, so we shall see. But you can still check out their their game. Uh, so, Root in the Sky, Hand of Glory two, where we want to again play as Lazarus. Have you played Hand of Glory one, Rose? Don't know if you. No, no. Mentioned. I had to admit, oh. I was looking at this thinking I should back this, and then I was thinking, wait, I should probably play, play the first, the first one. one. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm sure it's a game I would like. Um, I think I've seen it. I'm sure I saw someone playing it at some mm. point. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I should. It's just one of those games that's kind of passed me by for some oh, unexplained well, there's reason. So, but, so many yeah. games. So, well, you play as Lazarus Lars Bundy again, and you want again travel around the world. It's a very interesting location. So, um, I really do need to play it, to be honest. It's just reminding me, and really, yeah, like, why? Yeah, I think I just must have. I, back, I, I backed it. it. 
Oh, I'm gonna, so <laughs> yeah, I probably should back it and put it on my wish list and um, like the existing one. So I actually remember to play it anyway. Yeah. Well, our, our pro yeah. wallets. Well, again, it's uh, <laughs> they've made some changes, you know, slight changges to gameplay as well, which you can check out on the Kickstarter video. And some really interesting locations. You go to Rome, Palestine, India and Japan in the game. Um, Real globetrotting adventure. Yeah. And Alice I, also returns a character I really liked in particular uh, in yeah. the last game. I do, uh, I do hope they it is released in as one game, yes, not in two parts. Yes, because I, I, I do think releasing it in two parts kind of hurt the story a bit. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, so, Rose, if you do play, I think you'll be playing at the best time because uh, when it's originally released, it was released in two parts. But by the time really? the second part came out, we played it then. At least I had forgotten the story. Not because it was bad, but because I have a bad memory. I'm getting old. And a lot of, I played quite a few other games in the meantime. So I think hopefully this will be just one part, but it's, again, it's, uh, if you like Broken Sword, again, it's not as good as Broken Sword. I really do. Actually, two, also just noticed good. Um, a little plug because I also just noticed and thought, oh, okay, that's, that, yeah, that wins me. Um, they, uh, yeah, for five euros extra on your pledge, you can get a digital copy of the original. Oh. Um, it does sound a little low. I may have offended the guy for not playing the original yet, but it, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. I love the copy here, actually. It's really nicely written. But yeah, it's cool. Um, I, I, yes, so that's what I'll be doing. Um, I, I, I'm sure developers understand that, you know, we can't possibly play all games released, but... Um, I don't know sure. why I never got around to playing it. It's a mystery, but um, yeah. Yeah, but there are so many that, That's the reason. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah I don't there, know. there were games I was looking really looking forward to from, from last year that I haven't even been able to mm. play yet. So it's, yeah, it's 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 almost impossible to keep up, and there are still people yeah. saying that the genre is dead. I'm yeah, and it's, oh, I, yeah. Oh, well, no, I think that my biggest problem is not necessarily people who say the genre is dead, but the people who say they're here to revive it. So oh, anyway, yes. <laughs> before we get into controversy, <laughs> uh, Ooh, yeah. move, <laughs> moving swiftly on. <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you if you Google "Hand of Glory," you see lots of stuff which is not a "Hand of Glory." Don't worry, it's nothing rude. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit gross, though. <laughs> to be to be safe, don't Google it at work. <laughs> it looks hand like of glory kind kicks. of weird. A hand of glory on display at Whitby Museum. Anyway, oh, it's okay. apparently the hand of glory. The original one is the dried and pickled hand of okay. a hand man. Well, I I think that's uh, not sure that's this game, but yeah. So the game no, is no. Roots in the Sky: The Hand of Glory Two. It's out of Kickstarter uh, at the time of recording. The second Kickstarter that is also out is Dead Corp, point-and-click adventure from, I believe it's Alberto Costas, who was the uh, animator, designer of Justin Wack and a Big Time Hack. And I have I had the developer Ooh. Pontus Wittenmark a few times on this podcast. So now the designer, the, you know, who did graphics, uh, he has his own game, which Looks pretty good, as you can imagine. I mean, I love the look of Justin Wack. I haven't had a chance to yeah. play it yet. But I played the game, demo of it, yeah. It yes, me good. too. And this is also yeah. a Kickstarter. Uh, at the time of recording, there are 22 days left. Uh, it's on nearly 15,000, 14,500. It needs 24,700. So hopefully it can make its goal as mm-hmm. well. So that's Death Corp. And the final and Kickstarter. That one as well. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> I have to admit, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking, oh, I should probably focus because my brain is like, ooh, I should back this, I should back this. Yeah, I know, I'll well, this afterwards. well uh, this is also probably not going to help you guys, but the final Kickstarter that I'm going to talk about today is 
uh, The Will of Arthur Flabbington from Guga Games. Already back that one. Okay, you've already yeah. done that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ahead uh, on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, this from Guga Games, who is, uh, who, now I also did a written interview with him, so you can check that on the Adventure Games Podcast website. Uh, and he's doing this Kickstarter mainly to get voiceover because he wants to, you know, pay voice actors, which is nice. Um, yeah. No, but a cool guy, uh, Google Games. And so the again, rewards you can... are very good actually on that one. Um, are they? Very, very, very good on the novelty factor. Like um, I, mm. I went for some special reward because uh, apparently then I can have some kind of like you can have your name on the grave and then you can also have an epitaph um, and you can also have characters read out your epitaph. Oh yes, oh. I think I saw that. So that yeah, that's, factor that really. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's probably the only time that we're going to have hear people read out our epitaph. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, I signed up for that one. Thought so that you you signed up for all three of those Kickstarters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, no, that's the only one that I've actually already. The other two, I, to be honest, I don't think I was fully aware of, but um, mm. but I was aware of that other one, and um, yeah, and like I said, the epitaph thing. That's yeah, sounds interesting. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, so developers, if you want Ro to back your Kickstarter, just allow characters to <laughs> <laughs> to talk okay. about her on your epitaph. <laughs> well, yeah, but I do think you know when it comes to Kickstarter rewards, there is definitely a lot to be said for adding interesting things in there. Absolutely. And if you look at the more successful Kickstarter campaigns, like actually, um, uh, the game I mentioned earlier, uh, Near Mage. Um, you know, Kickstarters like that, they have really interesting, bizarre rewards, like, you know, getting your um, your character in the game or whatever. Um, yeah, it's a good way to increase pledges, I think. Or get, cool. get higher pledges. But yeah. Cool. Uh, well, thank so, you for that. Just a random so. opinion, but yeah. No, absolutely. I think uh, because developers always ask us for opinions. And uh, so that's, you know, that's one piece of advice that I take, you know, they might, mm-hmm. you know, want to follow there. So... Uh, so that's three good Kickstarters. Now, there have been more games announced. Um, th- Don't Nod, the developers of the Life is Strange series and Tell Me Why and Twin Mirror uh, have announced their new game, which is Harmony, The Fall of Reverie. Now, interestingly, this looks really different. Now, I know this is an audio podcast, but uh, we can hear some of the voice acting and you guys at least can uh, see it and, you know, agree a link to the trailer. Uh, but would you guys like to um, to see a trailer? Yes, please. I would. Okay, okay well, seamlessly, uh, I will uh, put a trailer uh, here. Ooh, uh, one second. And yes, we are here. So here is a trailer for Harmony, the Fall of Reverie. Harmony. They say there's hope for our world. But time is running out. I've stepped into another world beside ours. Where ancient beings used to drive our future and change its course. It now falls upon me to decide which paths I want to follow. 
which future my world needs to pursue. I'm scared, but I'm not alone. There's so much at stake. So many possibilities. Mm. Oh, that looks very, very nice. Yeah, it looks very good. Stunning. And I'm getting uh, strong vibes of other classics that I really enjoyed, like um, the longest journey series. Yes. Um, I mean, quite obvious reasons, plot and everything. Um, also, visually, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Broken Sword 1 and 2 as well. It's a little bit like little the bit, close-ups yeah. and uh, something mm. close-ups. Sorry, close-ups. You know, there's a little bit of, um, yeah, that sort of visual vibe going on. Um, and, um, yeah, and with the weirdness, um, definitely, um, uh, sorry, my brain, a Paradise Killer. Yeah, certain Oh, I haven't played that. Yeah, well. but it, it, but oh, it does look play similar. That one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so uh, weird, but it's good. Yeah, I played a demo of it. I was like, wow, I don't know what I just played. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those games where it's like, when you first start it, it's like, mm, okay. And it's like, I'm mm. going to give it 20 minutes before I really give up. And then I'm like, 20 minutes in, I'm like, oh, this is good. But yeah. it, nice. Yeah, no, yeah. that is Harmony, yeah. the Fall of Her. And th- we don't have too much longer to, to wait for it because that will be coming out in June of 2023. <laughs> Um, okay. and she has a gift of uh, clairvoyance to see into the future and stop an apocalypse that threatens to balance between the world and the deities yeah definitely longest journey vibes yeah <laughs> yeah and the different worlds thing yeah I mean plot wise it seems yeah definitely overlap um, interesting but, though yeah but yeah no looking Good. forward to find out more about that and then finally in news uh, another new game that has been announced in a series this time Professor Layton and the new world of Steam has been announced for Switch. Um, and I, I don't believe they announced the release date. Now, I haven't played those games, um, but I do know that they are very popular, that they have a lot of fans. Yeah, heard um, of them, yeah. So, um, so, yeah. Okay, now before we get to uh, reviews, um, actually, I'm not sure if I mentioned uh, when recording that we would be joined later by Amy, <laughs> uh, who was <laughs> unwell, so far she couldn't make it for uh, to speak with us. But I did speak to her just a little earlier, and she did review Colossal Cave. Um, so that will be people can hear that later on. But before we get there, uh, just wanted to uh, remind people that we are on Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash Adventure Games Podcast. Uh, and on that, you get these episodes at least 24 hours early. You get some specials, uh, for example, some spoiler specials uh, that, you know, are interesting. And also some kind of extras. I uh, don't know if I mentioned this, but I had the chance to speak to Roberta Williams. Uh, people can check that interview out on YouTube and on the podcast feed and listen to podcasts. But before we did the interview, I also had a chance to speak to her and Ken, just preparing the interview. Now, they were the ones recording, so, you know, they were, they were aware that they were recording. But uh, I just thought I'd add that to uh, the Patreon. Just uh, They had some interesting tidbits as well about the game and, you know, their own thoughts about the, you know certain parts of the game, which was really interesting. So uh, just about 10 minutes extra that you can find on Patreon. And it really helps us out. We're an independent podcast as well. And a huge thank you to all the Patreon subscribers uh, who are uh, subscribing right now and really helping us uh, continue and be as <laughs> professional <laughs> as, as possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so again, that's patreon.com forward slash Adventure Games Podcast. We also have another five-star review. 
Um, oh, do, yeah. Let's, let's hear that one. Right. So this is from Picadisc, uh, who also has a podcast on different uh, albums and music. So if you're into kind of that kind of thing, listen to their podcast, Picadisc. But they said the title is Essential Listening for Genre Fans. Oh, well. Um, and That's they a good say, start. Yeah. <laughs> The one-stop podcast you should go to for interviews, reviews, and other sorts of adventure game content. Enthusiastic hosts that know their stuff. Thank you. And some <laughs> great interviews for upcoming games. The only bad thing uh-oh, is that whenever they talk about a game that sounds great that I want to play, my wallet makes a depressing howling sound, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, well, I blame the developers for continuing to make really interesting and great adventure games, you know, so we're just kind of spreading the word, spreading yep. the word of adventure games. <laughs> uh, but thank you so and, much and to pick a disc. Don't, don't get us wrong. It's not like we get these games for free. Yeah, we not sometimes, always. Sometimes, sometimes they're very do, kind, but, but not most, always. Most of the games we, we pay for ourselves or Absolutely. we have them on Kickstarter or exactly. something like that. So it's, we do this purely out of, yeah. uh, out of, yeah, wanting to play the game. So, yeah, I mean, we are, Millionaires, we've got, uh, I don't know about you, Thomas, but I've got that account in Cayman Islands. Uh, did you, you know, you haven't? Oh, well, we should do the status off recording then. Have you got a, a bank account in the Cayman Islands, Rose? No, from all No, that? unfortunately okay. not yet. No. After, the, after this episode, I mean, unfortunately, I can't uh, pay you, but, um, you know, but you'll still get money in other ways afterwards. Uh, just, you know, yeah. check your bank account after. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, so thank you so much, Picadisc. Uh, if anybody else would like to uh, review this podcast, uh, it would be great for not just for us, but for visibility, but also for the developers of games that we review and interview on this podcast as well. And, it's, yeah, you'll be helping the co- adventure game community uh, with that. So, um, so yeah. So and now, Thank you very much for that lovely review. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, okay, so um, I believe uh, Thomas, you're going to start with uh, deliver us uh, the moon. So um, yeah, so we have a we have a trailer for that actually. So why don't we uh, have a look at that first? So here we go. astronaut who is uh, mm, not too falling in space yeah it's falling yeah. in space now <laughs> running on the moon not good it's also flashing not a game for epilepsy stuff breaking down our people were killed here isaac we used to call it home we are close with you far pale blue dot but the Earth we know today is a withered husk, a shadow of its former self. A new beginning dawns for humanity, and it dawns today. See, my my first impression is a fear, like. There's this good side, which looks a bit Tacoma-esque, which is one of my mm. favourite games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's this other side. It looks like I might have to navigate a... Ma- uh, sorry, I can't say the word. It looks like I might have to navigate a Mako, um, like in Mass Effect 1. And I'm like, hmm, that looks less fun. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's my first impression. Um, <laughs> mm, yeah, no, it looks kind of stressful. A lot of falling in space. 
Yeah, um, the flashing makes me think, hmm, but, am I going to feel weird? <laughs> but every, every time, I told Rose this before recording, every time, you know, I go outside at nighttime and I see the moon, it reminds me, I really need to play this game. Um, <laughs> because I interviewed a developer, Kriokin Interactive, uh, also from the Netherlands. Um, yeah, and, I found uh, that out after I uh, finished the game. That yeah. Dutch, uh, yeah, Dutch you're, team. You, you're a countryman. Uh, um, proud, proud of them yeah so they delivered quite a good game oh so they delivered a good game that's what i was going to ask you but you beat me to it so okay yeah. Th- thomas tell us what what is this game about um and what are your thoughts well this game is about um there is a a disaster has taken place on earth which has caused most of the earth to uh yeah turn into a desert and um, in order to fight that, to try and uh, keep Earth alive, they have built um, a station on the moon that can send energy towards Earth that, and that energy they can then use to do stuff because all the regular energy sources have, uh, are depleted. And um, they lose contact with, uh, with that station and there has been a blackout. It's uh, bad things have happened apparently, but they really don't know exactly what. And they don't have any, yeah, they don't have any contact at all with that station. So, um, in order to try and save the Earth, they send uh, an astronaut back to uh, figure out what is going on and uh, to, um, yeah, get the station back online. And that's where you come in, where we as player, as the player come in. It is, uh, this game is about 70% um, walking simulator, 30% um, arcade uh, sections. So there is some, uh, there is some platforming. There is some, um, well, not exactly shooting, but you have to sometimes, uh, uh, you have a laser cutter where you can cut things open that you have to use. Uh, you have to uh, avoid some enemies. There is a, a section where you have to uh, uh, drive a moon buggy, um, and there are some timed sections. Uh, and it's a very, it's a very tense game. Uh, it's a very claustrophobic game. Uh, it's a, it's a game that turns into the music and uh, music into the movie Gravity at one point, where you're um, getting, yeah, you, you see part of that in the trailer where you get blasted from uh, from a space station, and you have to. Uh, jump from from wreckage to wreckage, uh, trying to get back. It's um, I enjoyed it a lot. The story is very, very compelling. Uh, uh, you have uh, this this flying uh, robot with you, uh, with which you can see certain holographic happenings. Uh, if you if you go to that uh, particular spot, then the robot can like translate the the things for you. And you're also collecting audio files. You're collecting all kinds of stuff that try to piece together what happened uh, at the space station, what happened at the moon base, uh, and and you you have to use him to uh, yeah get get the moon base back online. So uh, and yeah, it's it's um, it's a very good story. It's a very uh, yeah, it, as I said, it's a very claustrophobic mm. game because. <laughs> Yeah, there are there are certain uh, certain areas where your uh, your air is running out, so you have to uh, find um, uh, yeah you have to find air uh, on time and stuff like that. 
um, and you're you're still discovering uh, what has yeah what has gone wrong on the station. And I will not get into that because that's obviously the <laughs> the whole point of the game. So I'm not gonna uh, gonna give any spoilers here. But it's not good what happened. <laughs> you can you can make out as much as that. So uh, and it, the game looks spectacular. It looks really good. Um, yeah, just um, I played it on the Steam Deck. Oh, I was going to ask because um, I, this yeah. seems like a game that I, and again, not saying that other games have bad graphics, but this kind of like seems like an epic game that I would really enjoy on you know the big screen, um, kind of like a Siberia or something. But it oh works, yeah, but it works on Steam Deck. It works perfectly fine on Steam Deck. Yeah, I played it on Steam Deck. Uh, um, well, basically, so I could just nicely sit on the couch and play it. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of that sitting in my cold in my cold room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it does seem conceptually um, quite similar to Tacoma. Then there is a, there um, are similarities there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing this is more chance. stressful than Tacoma. Tacoma yeah, that's what is I don't like. a lot more stressful than Tacoma. <laughs> yeah, but it's got some real survival elements. I think. It's, I think that's probably why I didn't get around to playing it because I probably thought, "Ooh, ooh mm. this part is a match," but I can't stand survival elements because my my, my poor stress levels. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, well, I mean, my, my me, concern me, is the arcade sections. How do you find the arcade well, sections? They over, they over. They, those are the mostly the stress, uh, the, the mm. bit stressful levels. But mm. uh, let me put it like this: I'm, you know, I've I've, I've mentioned <laughs> before that I'm not good at. I'm generally not good at those kind of sections. Yeah. Oh, I know. I mean, we played a little finished, bit, of, and I finished uh, the game. So yeah. okay. Um, it, it it you know there were a few a few uh, that were a bit frustrating but you know just give it a few more tries and you get through it. Um, mm. If you don't know exactly how to get through it, just uh, consult a walkthrough um, so you know what to, what you can expect. Um, there were at near the end uh, one or two moments where I I did consult a walkthrough to get a bit faster through those sections. Okay, and perhaps uh, reduce the stress levels while you're playing them as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and it just uh, you know it, it like it um, it it um, it feels like you're you're on the moon. Like um, I don't know if that was on on purpose, but um, you know um, you can like you can watch, uh, but sometimes that that went a bit slowly. Like it was like like you're really in a mm. uh, in a uh, no gravity. Uh, or, or was it just like a software update or a Windows update at really? Oh, I, 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 <laughs> doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I probably would have gotten a not- notification. <laughs> that, but, uh, the only, the only, there was one moment where I just, um, yeah, that was with the with the riding the. That was so weird. Like when you're riding, the, you had to ride the buggy, the moon buggy from. Yeah, the thing the that looked base. like a Mako. Yeah, from the moon mm, base yeah. to um, to another a part. And the first time it went smooth as hell. I, you know, I was like, "Oh, okay, I got this, no problem." And then I had to drive the moon, the moon buggy from, uh, from that part to another part, and I just could not get. <laughs> I was fumbling to control. So it's like the Mako, constantly. Then. yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I have now like, it's like, how can I? How can? How could I be doing this first part like so smooth, and then the second yeah. part, which I had to do the exact same thing, and just yeah, mess it up completely. <laughs> well. but that was just, and I, I just had to give it a few tries and then I got it and it yeah. it, it, it um it has an autosave function because it's a very mm. little story 
So it just it just auto saves. Or um, usually, once you uh, you go to a certain a new location, or right before you have to do, um, uh, like for instance, right before you have to do. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's good. Can, can you manually save? No. Oh. You, you don't. Mm, I hate that when people like, you don't need do it. both. You don't, yes. You don't, Why yeah. developers? It's you don't. Well, need but do you, are there any choices you don't need the manual to make? Save. No. Okay, well that's less need for it. It's but, it's it's a linear game. You just go on from from point one to from point A to point B. You could yeah, you okay. could miss uh, you could miss certain things, but at the end of the game, if you finished it, you can always go back and replay certain levels. So you can okay, yeah, yeah, I like that feature. Uh, yeah. Find a collectible yeah. you missed or something. But, you don't need trust me. So this you don't need the to manual save because it, yeah. the, the 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 quick saves are the the auto saves are plenty. And, regular okay. Uh, but, and you, yeah, but can you? You can't skip any action sequences or anything like that. No, no, you can't yeah. skip. Them. I just, I, I hate the adrenaline, so it's yeah. probably not one for me. <laughs> um, but I might look out for it on a let's play or something though. Uh, mm. up if you feel like it. Yeah, <laughs> Laura, if you're listening, yeah. oh, this Laura, is exactly Laura the sort would of do game this, uh... I love to watch someone else play. Yeah, yeah she, Laura would probably be, do very well in this game. Yeah, she yeah. probably finished this in a night, knowing her. And it's um, <laughs> there's a lot of voice acting in it as well, like all oh. the graphics. It's voice acting, and you got and you got the text on screen. But it's um, yeah, it, it just looks really good, and it plays uh, it plays really nice. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it took me mm. about. Five hours to complete, I think. Oh, okay, no, so a nice that, short game. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't aware. Like uh, it didn't, it didn't, and I mean this in in a good way. It didn't feel like I was playing a short game. I played it in yeah, yeah. I think two or three evenings, um, and it, you could probably uh, play it a bit faster too. But uh, yeah, I was obviously uh, a bit stuck on uh, on some of the stuck. I wasn't really stuck, but mm. some of the action uh, arcade sequences took me a bit longer. Um, because I had to replay several times, mm. uh, but eventually I got through everything. So I'm like, yeah, if I can get through everything, it's not too challenging. It was just the right amount of challenging. I think the most I, I had uh, the part where you where you when you go through space and you have to go through one area to another. That was one I had to try several times. The, the, the part with the moon buggy, I had to try several times. There was a thing near the end uh, that we also had to try a few times. But uh, yeah, um, the story is, is compelling. Was compelling enough to to drive me uh, forward. And I remember that I was when I started playing, I got um, I didn't get that far because I was like I, I was I was trying to figure out a puzzle where you have to uh, bring life support back online, and that is obviously timed because you only have so much air. You have like two and a half minutes of air, but mm. there there are extra extra air capsules that you can take, and then you get like thirty seconds of air back. Mm. And I was just I could not figure it out, and then I and then I went to sleep, and then the next morning I was like, oh, I that suddenly I to do it. Phenomenon that sometimes you know you do need to sleep on puzzles yeah, well, and things. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I but, guess I, I was I was just too tired to, uh, <laughs> but it was a nice moment for yeah. me. Nice. But yeah, I, yeah, I definitely mm. recommend this. It's playable on. Um, on all consoles, it's playable. Yeah, everywhere, Steam. I think. <laughs> Just about, like yeah. consoles and, on Steam. I believe GOG as well. Yeah, and uh, the uh, Deliver Us Mars is now is now out as well. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. um, I've not played that one, but I think it, it, it dropped like a, like two months ago or something. 
Uh, oh, earlier, at the beginning of February, I believe. It was supposed to come out two months ago, I think, but they delayed it. And uh, it was supposed to come out last year, actually, but they delayed it and it is just being released. Um, yeah, as I said, our editor, Jared, said that he is currently playing that now and he thinks that that game is better in almost every way to Deliver Us the Moon and he really enjoyed Deliver Us the Moon. So, uh, yeah. Cool. So I'm looking forward to playing okay. these two games. I have Deliver Us the Moon downloaded. I, I just keep, <laughs> I just needed time to just sit down and play because this is also a game that I personally want to play on the big screen. Um, now I could play it on the Steam Deck dock on the TV, but yeah, um, it's uh, yeah, no, that is Deliver Us the Moon. Uh, and as we mentioned, uh, it looks like they've delivered us a pretty good game. Uh, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> delivered uh, the goods, yeah, like they the goods. So, well, thank you <laughs> as always, Thomas. I look forward to playing that myself. So, uh, thank you, Thomas. So now, uh, Rose and I, we had a chance to play, uh, a game called Pentiment, which uh, astonishingly, this was the only game I believe released by, published by Microsoft in 2022. And I think, I think so. Yeah. They've got, you know, Starfield and a whole bunch of games, uh, you know, that they're working on or, about to be okay. published, but the only game that they published is um, was this game, Pentiment, which is, you know, an adventure game. And yeah. uh, it's from Obsidian, the, who worked, and from the same director, Josh Sawyer, who uh, who made Fallout Las Vegas, I believe, or one of the Fallout games. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I can't remember the name of the writer, one of the writers, but she has a podcast called Maniculum, uh, really into manuscripts and, you know, history and all of that kind of thing. Um, so, uh, well, shall we, there's no voice acting in this trailer, but. So shall we, shall we do the voices? Um, yeah, shall we do that? Yeah, yeah. Trailer? I haven't Pretty seen the, I, have no, I have no idea what's happening here. And also, shall we do a gender swap just for amusement? Okay. No, I, I, okay. Well, we can well, see I mean, how I do this the men, goes. you do the women. Most <laughs> actually, or is it mostly men? Does that mean I've just volunteered to do all the voice acting? Probably. Uh, well, look, mm, we, sh- we shall okay. see how this goes. Again, we'll apologies to the okay, editor, well, Jared. Search is crafty that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, here is, if I get it working, a trailer for Pentiment, which we will be about to review afterwards. Um, yes. Oh, there's Andreas Maller, our hero. Yeah. Doing a lot He's of running. running. Yeah. He's in the scriptorium, and ooh, yep. is that the nun? Uh, I that's think there's no Teddy. Actually, it's okay. Yeah. There's some hunting. Ooh. We don't like hunting. No. Ooh. Bad man hunting. Mysteries only you can solve. I would be. Yeah. I would begin yeah. by expecting some curio. Ooh, secret passage. Oh, dancing. Yeah. Paganness. Yes, choices only you can make. Ooh, ooh. ooh snogging. Oh, hey, so Maller and I didn't the, get hey, that in the game. I didn't get that either. What are you what doing? I think it's pretty obvious what you're doing, sister. A story only you can make. Ooh, spying. What was that? A murder. Ave no, Maria. No, Ave Maria. Protect us. A name I do. I think it was. Oh, that's <laughs> There's running, there's... Ooh! Action set! Oh, there's fire! Tree! Fire! And a book! And a book closing with pentiment! 
November yeah. 15th. That was quite exciting. <laughs> and I think we did that very well with the voicing and making it clear what was going on. But well, anyway. If, if you're listening, I hope to, I hope it was music. So there's a lot of running. There's, um, yeah. there, there's, a, there's a lot happening in this. Guy. Some of those things are in the trailer I didn't see. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think it's possible to romance anyone in the game. So that part, I think that must, you know, sometimes the trailer has more exciting things that later well, became cut. I mean, unless it is possible, but hey. Hang on, let's. <laughs> I obviously didn't go to the right place at the right time to get some nookie. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Google Pentiment Romance. Uh, well, no. Because, oh, well. Oh, hang on. Oh, my God. There is. Oh, my God. I can see Rose replaying this. Just yes. to, <laughs> to, to romance to none. Yeah, to romance to none. Not a spoiler. It is in the trailer. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because I what? had a. I had Andreas Maller as the, you know, the lovable rogue, you know, womanizer. I didn't get that. But anyway. Oh, wait, um, hang on. Did I do this? And I actually, no, I know. I, <laughs> I think I got very close to, I was at the right place and wrong time. Well, oh, right this, time. And I said the wrong thing. Oh, no. That's a typical error in life. Say the wrong thing and you don't get to snog a nun. <laughs> Damn. So. Uh, well, we've just watched her or listened to this chaotic trailer. So, uh, uh, Rose, you played this game, Pentiment. So, um, well, we'll walk it again without spoilers. Uh, what can you tell us about this game and what are your thoughts? Okay. It is set in uh, medieval, I think it's more or less medieval, right? Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. 1500s, I think. Yeah. 14, late 1400s. Uh, Bavaria, um, in a very political setting. It's before it was a united. Germany, incidentally, random historical mm. fact. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, oh, God, there's so much to say. I mean, <laughs> I I liked it a lot. Um, I like it also because it has this element, like a lot of games which I particularly like, actually, unlike the, the favourites that I listed at the beginning, um, where you can choose different traits, a bit like in an RPG, um, and it kind of slightly changes certain story options. And I like that. I really do like that in games, especially when it's like, it's like the good sides of RPG and character creation, but without the hack slash danger, boring combat. Um, so, yeah, so I really like that. I think I chose a cultist um, and I, I was quite picky about the languages that I uh, chose to be able to speak because, you know, I'm a linguist myself. So I was like, OK, yeah, I will learn a little bit of Dutch. <laughs> and then I was able to have some conversation about the windows or something somewhere else. So I was like, oh, so I was like, oh and I was like, oh yes, I recognise this. This is a windmill, and um, yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, <laughs> um, it's only a bit of very, uh, We'll talk about doll. Let's talk about windmills. Stereotyping, huh? No, but this was literally the first. <laughs> apparently, allegedly, this was. I don't know if it's historically accurate, but this was the first. Uh, windmill actually to be honest knowing this game it probably was it probably was <laughs> um it was like the first windmill that had been built in bavaria like a copy anyway um it, that is not a spoiler at all because you literally see it the first time you walk through um walk through <laughs> anyway, <Right>. um, <laughs> anyway so um yeah it was really good uh yeah i like the rpg elements uh, that's one something to say um the uh, the historical stuff is very accurate from what I know. Um, it seems I, to be, yeah. Uh, it's there's. I mean, I find it very interesting because um, there's a lot about different uh, religious um, 
<laughs> religious uh, disagreements um uh awakening there is there's a lot there's lutheranism i think is yeah and, and various yeah which is quite yeah um I mean, it's, a, it's actually the, one of the very first conversations you have in the game. It also kind of forces you to, okay, what do you think about these new ideas? Or, and, you know, so there's a lot of stuff. And then there's also the occultism stuff. And, yeah, it's really, if you're quite interested in that stuff. There is there is yeah, certainly a lot. And I, I also really liked it myself. Um, so, so, yeah, so the basic setup is you play as Andreas Maller, who is an artist, uh, set in this fictional town of Tassing. And uh, so you were doing a, a, a painting in the scriptorium of the Abbey. And then you get to meet all the characters in the town and then a baron comes and uh, you can you interact with him. And then there is a murder. And one of your friends, uh, Brother Piero, has been accused of the murder. So you set about to investigate, to try and clear his name because you think he's a frail old man who couldn't possibly have committed the murder. Yeah. But it suits the abbot, and I think it suits everybody if he is the guilty one, because the archdeacon is about to arrive, and they want to just give him some um, guilty party. They don't really want to investigate so much, because they don't want to bring up all of this old stuff uh, from, you know, to the surface that will be kind of embarrassing for the town and for the abbey. Um, but it's... Yeah, no, I, I, there's, uh, you mentioned the research. It's, uh, it's very detailed. And it's, and I mentioned that the writer has her podcast, um, about, uh, the manuscript. And it really feels like, it really feels authentic. Um, I, I really enjoyed how you got to meet these characters and got to eat with them. And that's where a lot of conversations yeah. happen. Yes. You, you can yeah. choose who, you, basically, one of the biggest choices in the game is who you have dinner with. And that's, yeah. that can have an effect on the story. And, uh, who well, you believe in, might have committed the crime in the first two, in the first acts. two acts? Yeah, the third yes. act not so much. Don't want to give any spoilers. Yeah. But um, but yeah, the uh, that's one of the big choices. But now it it affects what you know about different characters exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, which is and and I think later your time related choices. Um, yeah. We, uh, hang on, did we mention the mural yet? I mean, we, no. I we should mention. Yeah. Well, basically, another um, aspect of the game is that you're also tasked with painting a mural. Mm. Um, and um, sorry, I always almost say Muriel, like I want to paint a woman named Muriel. Anyway, um, so so if I say that accidentally, that's why. Anyway, so you're painting this mural um, and there's different pressures about like, OK, what should it depict? Should mm. it depict this aspect of the history, this aspect of the history or this aspect of the history? And there's different people who want to, you know, to make it go different ways. And that's kind of like that goes then into the epilogue which is quite interesting but yeah so again with that it also works the same way uh where do you go who do you speak to and that affects what you know what you can talk about um which is cool mm. um yeah the um but the whole eating with different people yeah it's also quite interesting because there's you see interactions between different groups of people that you're eating with. So yes. different people in the groups will have their interactions. There'll also be different things on the table, depending what they do, you know, professionally, you how, with, how yeah. wealthy they are. Exactly. Um, yeah. Which kind of puts you off from eating with the poor people because it's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be a complete sponge here. Um, uh, but yeah, then the rich I'm, people are not so nice. <laughs> no, anyway. they're like, oh, those peasants. Um, and like then, in real life, anyway. Yeah, and um, then <laughs> the, the, the peasants, you know, they would only have a little bit of bread and they would give it to yeah. you, but they wouldn't have it. But then if you Yeah, refuse, that happens in one of them. Then yeah. they, they get yeah. offended. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, oof, 
yeah, it's, it's and then there's the talk about you mentioned the politics. There's a lot of I mean there is on a Steam page there is, you know, mature content description and definitely there's a lot of mentioned just about everything in the game, but it felt natural. It didn't feel like Oh yeah, it's were, totally yeah. Yeah, it didn't feel like the writers were trying to provoke it's, us or trying to get a reaction. It didn't feel gratuitous. It felt just kind of natural. Which, this is these are things that happened um yeah, and how they're dealing with it. Um with the other thing we should mention is that yeah, there's this choice it, I mean, basically, every every conversation has a little bit of a choice. Even mm-hmm. how nice, you know, how close you are to Piero, I think, is a little bit conditioned. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I was nice to him, so I, but I think yeah, you had too. the opportunity to not be hundred percent nice to him. But yeah, um, but through a lot of the game, you also you have um, an apprentice, and in general, there's this theme of um, the generations, like the generations that came before, the generations that come next, and you influencing people and um yeah that, uh, <laughs> there is a spoiler that, that I'm not going to reveal there but yeah it can really have a big impact um how you yeah how you interact with the different generations how you know and and how yeah the way you pe- treat people um will also change events in the story which is interesting mm. um, yeah the choices definitely seem like they matter and actually again I'm not going to say anything specifically so I don't want to give any particular spoilers but uh, when you kind of, uh, I think, I choose, you know, who uh, who you think committed the crime, committed the murder. First time I mentioned one person, but then I felt bad and I wanted to make, I replayed that section and then said another person. But because of decisions that I had made and choices I had made, uh, the Archdeacon still didn't believe me when I second. He still said, no, mm-hmm. actually it's more likely for this person, the first person. Be, so, yeah. so it's not just like, oh, one choice at the end. It's a series of kind of how yeah. your investigation goes that they seem to take into consideration. And that I found really interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I, that was more that was, realistic yeah. in a way. It's um and just it's a lot of little details that um the the, the dialogue, the way it's written, it's the way it would be written kind of in parchment, how they would write um as well. But also if uh, you find it hard to read then the developers have had an option where you can just read yeah. it um, normally, which I really appreciate it because I'm always like, yeah, give yep. the player the choice on how we want to play. And That's I think what this, I did too. Yeah, and I think this developer, this game does it really well for the most part. Um, now, there, yeah. uh, we we, uh, we we mentioned, you know, I suppose just get, rid, just get this out of the way. Uh, Thomas mentioned in Delivers to Moon that uh, there is no manual saves. There's no manual saves here. It didn't bother me for the most part, but... It, uh, when you finish a day, yeah, I was I was going to ask, how did you manage to replay that section? Because <laughs> I didn't say because it just didn't save. Ah, um, so you just, just you realize you'd messed up early enough to go uh, back. Yeah, okay. not just. I mean, I don't think there's any good choices, but it's no. Yeah, I, but, I, yeah, I certainly like. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> the Makes person I, I accused, I felt guilty afterwards. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but I think was, no matter I, what, what guilty I could have done. Yeah. Put it that way. So I didn't accuse that one. I accused. <laughs> <Someone> <laughs> I mean, else. you know, you can guess who I who I accused, but yeah. I felt guilty but, after. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I, I love I, it. I love it when games can uh, can actually stir that that kind of emotion. Oh, know, absolutely! Like, yes. All throughout the game. Yeah. But yeah, and, I, oh yeah, I, I, I felt quite punished, like because certain people didn't like what I had done. Um, I felt quite guilty seeing the effects, and I was like, oh my god, I just destroyed this person's I know. life. And actually, yeah. the 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 second act. But first of all, I would have liked it if there had been manual saves 
And, you know, again, listen to my review straight for why. But again, in this game, it didn't affect me hugely because you can save changing locations. So, but then towards, there are certain times when long cutscenes that can last for half an hour that I, and I was playing this on my lunch break and I was like, okay, when will this save? Will this save, please? Because I don't want to repeat all of this. But uh, so that's the one thing that I would say, just more regular auto saves if you are, or just please have manual saves. But I still like this game. Also, it's, I'd say, I think it's fair to say that it's very character driven, which is good, but it is, I did find a little bit overwhelming at first. I was like, so many characters and so much kind of going. I was like, oh, wait, who are all these characters? And maybe it's just me, but a lot of them were like peasants. I was like, oh, are they not all the same? I know that's horrible to say. Actually, but, uh, there's a little, I didn't have that problem. And I, you can tell you, I know, I know. Like, it's terrible. You can possibly guess why I, I didn't have problems sort of distinguishing the characters because all of the surnames are German surnames that, that oh. relate to their jobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So for me, it was piss easy to remember. Yeah, so I, I was like, oh, probably, oh yeah, the Bauer, they're the farmers. Yeah. I probably um, also won't have any issue with it. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> the Strucker, the, the, um, the, the yes. printers, yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. they, yeah, if you speak Dutch, yeah. <laughs> well, as as the game... Oh, I speak German as well, so... Oh, okay, well, oh. there you go. Très bien. <laughs> my, my Dutch, I understand it extremely well, and I speak it rather badly. But anyway, yes. So do I. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, no, overall, as I said, uh, you know, the, the quality of the writing, I think, that's what really makes this game stand. I love the yeah. animations. Uh, you know, the lit- even when the characters are going to bed and they take off the slippers and then get into bed, it's yeah. just, it's, it's just so, so nice. It's, it's a long game as well. The three acts are quite long. It's taking me over yeah. 15 hours to play. That's the reason I haven't replayed it because it's so, long. yeah. But like, I'm kind of like, oh, I could replay it. No, I know it would be nice to replay, but it's quite long. I'll um, admit, I'm, I'm a, I'm a persistent, um, multitasker. So ever since we, you know, not ever since, like a few minutes ago, you know, we watched the trailer and mm. that kiss, apparently it even has consequences like kiss. Oh my God. And I'm like, yeah. oh, maybe I should replay it's... it just to find out what, oh, you know, anyway. But yeah, it, everything, well, not everything, but a lot of things have little consequences. Yes. Um, and yeah. And I think that's what cool. really, what they do really well. Now, yes. And I'm going to be, you know, people <gasps> are comparing this to disco. Just to find out what happens if you kiss her. Oh, no spoilers. Good no, but wow. <laughs> but it's similar. And oh, it, my God. That's so... Anyway. Uh, it's People are comparing <laughs> this to Disco Elysium. Now, it's not... There, there, there are, oh, I've not very played different. that. I probably it, should, shouldn't I, I gather. It's a very different... But it's a bit long, I've heard. Yeah, there, there are, yeah. there, it is quite long. But there are some similarities. I think, you know, we'll talk about this investigation, very good dialogue. There's mm. politics uh, discussed, religion in this case, that goes really deep uh, into yeah. politics and religion. And even the second act, I thought that was my favorite part that, and again, I don't want to give any spoilers, but you're kind of like conflicted that I didn't think I would be, you know, with the Abbey and then with the townspeople, both want very different things. And then you're kind of like, ooh, but if I support these people, then this might happen. But if Oh, I support, okay. Yeah. I didn't feel a conflict because why in did the, I not feel? Well, in the sense, um, you like, I supported Shall we say maybe the townspeople? But then I thought, well, but if I support them, there could be these consequences. So maybe if I try and help more with the Abbey, we can avoid this. I get you that, yeah, it's, yeah. But I, I really didn't like the other team. So oh, I didn't I, either. But I still thought that the game really showed either point of view. I yeah, think. 
very well. And uh, I mean, no, I didn't like them either. I think oh, I went to a C of E school but... and I was forced to pray, so I was uh... very much Team Townspeople. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's and then the revelation, which we obviously won't talk about, but I thought that was quite good. I thought that was oh, quite God. effective. You're gonna, I don't even know which revelation. Oh, okay, that. Yeah. Probably yes. That you mean the the yeah yeah okay, the main yes. one. <laughs> I guess. Um, you, oh, hang on. I don't even. Oh God, I don't I, even know which one you mean now because there's so many revelations. Okay, that well, shows, tells you something about the yeah. game as well. So maybe we got like, different ones. He says ones. the big revelation, and I'm like, which maybe one? there's different ones. I think that's, oh, you that. Oh, Do you mean the one? The main uh, one. The, that, the one that you would have found a few hours ago. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah. Oh well, that one, <laughs> that one caught me by surprise. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. but it's but yeah so it's and the music was really good as well and yeah overall I would definitely highly recommend it there is yeah the, it's very good you know the different you know the, the, just this little detail that it gets right and yeah. and it's very engrossing for a long game for a long narrative game it's with no voice acting no voice acting I mean I find I have to admit I do find it harder sometimes with the voice acting um uh side note Norco does a really good job with, mm. uh, except I've now got this. I don't know if you've played Norco, but the I have, uh, yeah. Except we all now, have. <laughs> I literally I enter the room to say hello to my husband, and I say, and like, or I go, and yeah, like, just because it's got like this fake voice type noise, which I think think works really, really well because you kind of get an idea of what their voice would be like, but it sounds more like, and but the trouble is, it gets in your head. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, Norco handles that really well. Um, and I think Pentiment apart does. Apart from the whole EOM yeah. effect. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Pentiment, I thought, did. Uh, so, yeah, overall, I really liked it. Now, as I said, it is quite but long. But I would have liked Voices. It's... I would have liked a little yeah. bit. It's just, yeah. but for, for a 15 hour game. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of dialogue in this game. So. Yeah, it would have been. Co- but then you could have done like a tactic I mean, like that some RPGs do because it was very RPG like in certain ways. Um, you could yeah, have perhaps ca- had just had a couple of lines or similar to um, the one that you haven't played, uh, Paradise Killer, the joke, just like yeah. a, a random line that's uh, voiced or whatever. But I mean, you just would have added a little bit more flavor. Mm. Um, and it's also like, micro, it's Microsoft that publish it, so you know they have money, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, just a little bit of voice might have yeah. been something, or or like this Norco effect. The Norco effect is really innovative and cool. Um, yeah, because, there is yeah. some kind of when the when the characters yeah. sing, which was quite yes. nice. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm wondering if the other thing is that they were kind of trying to think. Well, they want to keep things quite authentic didn't they yeah and mind you they weren't speaking english anyway were they they? were speaking yeah but they're speaking german but um, yeah but i suppose theoretically then there would have been a really strong argument that they should have then voiced it in german as well yeah Yeah. sorry i'm getting things to think yeah but i i really Mm. like i also love the the setting because we don't have many games set in medieval times that are serious i mean we've had the procession of calvary which i believe are very good but this isn't a comedy there are some comedic Parts, some funny parts, but it's a very serious game, and it takes the characters seriously, and it takes itself, you know, it takes the, the world seriously. That if this is how they lived, but they were real yeah. people, not these funny people in medieval times like Monty Python and Holy Grail kind of thing. Um, yeah, but um, it's one one thing I will mention in terms oh, of similar yes. games. Um, hang on, I'm just going to have to. Yeah, Strange Sickness. Okay. Oh yeah. Very very niche. Did I mention it to you? 
Uh, um, you, you, you see me talking about I think about on it Discord, but I I have this on itch.io because when you mentioned it on this on Discord, I was like, yes, I have that game. Um, yeah, very uh, timely. <laughs> yeah, because I I um I backed it at the time and then I forgot to play it, but so I played it quite recently. Um, but Strange uh, Sickness by Common Profit, um, that has similarities because that's also quite serious and it's mm. it's also got the same kind of structure in terms of um you you do certain things at certain times um and it also like your arguments in an important conversation are based on what you found out so there there's a lot of similarity but it's um i won't want to, i mean we're talking about a different game here but if you like pentiment you'll probably enjoy strange sickness i would say okay um, i have to play yeah. it. I said on steam no, that's the it's thing. On it's really itch.io. It's, really, it's, it, it, it's, oh. it's itchy. Yes. I always, I always <laughs> yes. forget that I have. I, I that I have it. I know. Well. If it's well, it's, not it's set Steam. in. It's set in in like uh, in a plagueish time, um, in Scotland, and it's all very very carefully researched. I mean, yeah, mm. there's a hell of a lot of overlap in the, the oh, thinking I, um, behind it. The game that I played with um, the the Plague Doctor of Wipra. That's also mm, as well very, very serious. Yeah, I should. I, uh, yeah, I, I need to play that as well. The trouble with so, that one, it came out the same time as loads of other really good I games. I know, so loads, like, September, October. It didn't, it didn't do as yeah, well as it should so, have done because it seems really good. It's, it is really good. It's really, uh, you should really check it out. It. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, yeah, yeah anyway, so I think. So, going, uh, going back to Pentiment. Pentiment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so basically. Overall, but, I think I would recommend it. Yeah. I think. You as oh, well, yeah, Rose. I, yeah. I would definitely recommend it. It was, um, yeah, it's, it's long, it, it's yeah. lots of words. Very so wordy. Ready? It's long yeah. lots of words. <laughs> yeah. You're really well, selling the hell out no, of it. No, but it's good. Yeah. I mean, I think it's good to let people know. It's but like, it's well look, written. it is wordy. It's very well written, but again, it's, it is long. <laughs> yeah, well, me. it's also like a warning, like, I mean, for me, I, I played it over Christmas. Um, and um, so that was a good time for me to play it because I could relax yeah, and focus it, on it a bit more. I mean, yeah. some some people, you know, the same way like I don't particularly like adrenaline heavy games mm. because it makes me feel ill literally physically ill um i'm i'm not particularly into you know this kind of massive switch when you you're playing one sort of game and then suddenly you have to have mm. some other kind of skill like shooting down something <clears throat> or whatever um you know it so it doesn't do that but but it, so there is you're, you're playing and all of a sudden you have to be reading oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, well this one is just like sustained concentration without any kind of audio stimulation can yeah. be a little bit i mean okay there is uh, music but some cut that can be tricky for yeah, some people yeah, so it's just all, yeah just so let people that's, know yeah so it's just so just be aware and also because you you don't want to feel like you're missing out on it um because mm. it is good so as long as you you're someone who can like you know, if you don't mind reading, games. no voice acting, but there is music yeah. and it is very well written. It is good music. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and yeah, so overall, that is a recommendation. I would definitely give it a recommendation. Do we give like out of 10 or out uh, of 8 well, how, how, much, or? how much would you give out of? Well, we don't usually, but it, I mean, I if you know. were doing, yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd give it a, sol- a solid. Hmm. Should I just be weird and give it 4.25 out of 5? Yeah, I, I, well, based, based based on your on what you're saying, I would put it on like eight eight point five out of ten. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. fair. Eight point five. Now, as, we, yeah, yeah. as I said, it's, it's a bit that. long. I would have liked some manual says. I know it's a meeting, um, and but yeah, overall, really, really good. Yeah, um, it was it was very good. Um, yeah. Oh, and actually, I will will say another thing I quite like is it also 
uh sorry it's a bit off topic but something we didn't bring up was but yeah, um, although it's set in bavaria there's a definite feeling of international like yes and like interactions yes. like because there is this this factor of the fact you know it's true like the you know pilgrims would come from all over the world and well not well yeah Europe, there is at least. And, good representation yeah. there's people from almost everywhere <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah i mean there is one character who comes from much further fields i think turkey mm. i think yeah, yeah um, from turkey and, um, a few from italy which i know is not yeah, that far but from, from a fair few from Poland, which is realistic because that's yeah. Mm. Um, and um, I like it. The fact, yeah, there's uh, yeah, you feel this international nature of Europe as a continent, and um, not to get political, but you know, but, I mean, this is just history. <laughs> um, but the language aspect is also cool because it changes your insights. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's really good. No. Yeah, and oh, I should yeah. re- replay it also just to. <laughs> Yeah, kiss that nun. You, know. <laughs> you go kiss yeah. that nun. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah I, got it, I got it all uh, installed on my Steam Deck, so I'm probably going to oh, play Oh, you're probably going to play it. Well, I look forward to hearing what oh, you it's like. A kind of game, yeah, it's the kind of game that I think would be quite nice playing on I think it's, Steam Deck. I'm playing it on my Steam Deck. Yeah. It feels like, you know, perfect game on a Steam Deck. You know, yeah, very easy to control. I, I played no. a couple of um, uh, Ink games in general like, on mm. my... Uh, on my tablet and I find it yeah text games on a tablet kind of nice yeah yeah no definitely you can just relax completely so yeah and focus yeah. more on it it's nice so yeah well thank you very much that was a pentiment and a high recommendation there mm-hmm. now before before we finish up as I mentioned earlier I had a chance to speak to Amy aka Summerby uh all about she had a chance to play Colossal Cave the you Robert and Ken Williams game uh so now before we get to hear from her uh, here is a trailer of the game, followed by my conversation with Amy, all about Colossal Cave. So, please enjoy. You're standing at the end of a road before a small brick building in search of adventure. So take your first steps into Colossal Cave. The lantern is now built. Explore the vast darkness of the mythical Colossal Cave, but beware the many obstacles that stand in your way. Zizzy, you feel a strange pulling sensation. Discover the valuable treasures held within and brave, perilous encounters that threaten to end your quest quickly and without mercy. With many locations to traverse, Secrets to find, and miles of caverns to explore. You'll never know just what your own adventure inside Colossal Cave will bring. Colossal Cave. Reimagined by Roberta Williams. The only way out 
is in. Buy now wherever games are sold. Uh, so that was a trailer for Colossal Cave, reimagined by Roberto Williams. And I am delighted to say that I am joined by Amy, a.k.a. AKA Summerby, online to people uh, you may uh, know you as. So, uh, well, first of all, hello, Amy. How are you doing? Hello, everyone. Well, as you know, I'm <laughs> a bit <laughs> ill, have been for a while, but well, that's life. At least it wasn't right after or around Adventure X. Adventure X. That would have been a... That would have been unfortunate. <laughs> Indeed, yes. No, I need to give you a double thank you because not only are you making your debut on this podcast to review Colossal Cave, but I believe I've got you up out of your sick bed to <laughs> to talk about Colossal Cave. So I told you I would not keep you long. <laughs> um, yeah, no so... problem. I've been playing this game a lot actually while being sick, so you know it's been <laughs> absorbing a lot of my time and attention, and it, I. Maybe it's been a bit of a comfort game, you might even say. I don't know. Oh, well, I'm interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy to hear. So, uh, well, before we get to Colossal Cave, um, since this is your first time on the podcast, uh, I wanted to, to ask you, like I ask everyone whose first time is on the podcast, whether it's interviewing them or uh, reviewing games, is do you have any favorite adventure games that, uh, that you have when you were growing up or that still stick with you? And I know that we're talking that this is a very difficult question. Um, but any games at all that's that really stuck with you? Yeah, I I find that an incredibly difficult question to, to pick, like <laughs> something very specific. But in general, I grew up more with LucasArts games and Sierra games. But I I enjoyed both of them when I got to play them, and I was always like I, I didn't get many chances to play them as a kid because I grew up like more late. 90s mm-hmm. mid, mid to late 90s and early 2000s they were already kind of going away and they weren't as big here in mainland Europe well in Belgium specifically where I live they weren't very big here at the time so I did get to play them a bit but not as much as I would li- have liked to but when I did and when I saw them in, in like computer magazine or whatever at the time it was always oh my god I love that style of game and just uh going through an adventure, going through a story and solving puzzles and doing all these fun, interesting things. It it always really stuck out to me compared to other games, which I also love all kinds of other games, but adventure games just always clicked with me more for some reason. And particularly, as I was saying, LucasArts games. Um, but yeah, I also love plenty of Sierra games. Um, in recent years, I've become <laughs> well known for streaming a lot of Leisure Suit Larry <laughs> on, my, on, my, on my Twitch. Uh, but yeah, I, I really play a bit of everything. I also really love highlighting and uh, talking about promoting uh, all kinds of indie adventure games from uh, people like last year, you know, Lucy Dreaming was a big one mm. that I uh, was quite involved with helping to get the word out and beta testing and whatnot. And, and that's, I, I just, I love the community. Then for mm, me, well, it's more than one specific game. It's, it's really everything around. It's a, it's a, oh, that's a lovely answer because you were also well-known in the community as well, a beta tester extraordinaire. I believe you beta tested just about nearly every indie adventure game release. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the time for that, but I try. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but I have been reading and hearing from adventure game developers that they're really that you they really appreciate your support and your help that you're giving really good feedback to them. 
um, that, uh, I mean, there's too many to mention <laughs> that, uh, and you were part of Adventure X. So you were really, really involved in the, uh, adventure game community. So again, I think I'm speaking on behalf of the community to thank you for that as well. Uh, but yeah, no, that's, um, and I think we're kind of similar because I came into adventure games kind of late as well, kind of the same, like 90s, 2000s as well. So, um, but you actually answered my next question because and this is relevant to the game that we're going to talk about, Colossal Cave, which is the return of Ken and Roberto Williams. And certainly there's been a lot of discussion about this game and about Ken and Roberto Williams. I mean, how can there not be? Um, the first time for 30 years that they're, uh, making Colossal Cave or remaking Colossal Cave. It's uh, a remake of the text adventure. Um, so now you mentioned you played Sierra games. Did you play Colossal Cave, the text adventure when you were growing up or have you played it before? No, I did play some text adventure games, but never Colossal Cave. That was just too, too early. And I never really went back to like those, those archived versions. Mm. Um, like even Zork, I didn't really play. Uh, Zork, of course, being <laughs> inspired by by Colossal Cave Adventure. That, that was like Zork was like the big one, but it, it kind of mm. came from Colossal Cave. Um, but yeah, no, I. I so you're coming into yeah, this new. The, the, the reason I, I asked. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. I'm going to... I mean, I, I I knew the basic premise and I knew kind of what it was about, but I didn't really have personal experience playing it or, or really deep insight into what was going on in that game. <laughs> yeah, and no, the reason I asked you this is because um, so, so nostalgia wasn't your driving factor when you were playing this game, because for a lot of people who grew up playing Sierra or Colossal Cave, nostalgia is a big reason for their enjoyment. But you, no, nostalgia wasn't part of it for you. That Would you say that's correct? Not as much, probably. I mean, mm. as I said, I do love Sierra, Sierra sure. games as well, and I was I was quite interested in seeing what uh, the Williamses had done with yeah the game. But yeah, it wasn't really like, oh my god, this is, this is like <laughs> one of the things from my childhood, or or I, I really have very particular fond memories of this, and and I really want to experience it now. People weren't quite sure what to make of it i think yeah, particularly a, because yeah uh if you oh <laughs> no sorry no it's, it's a remake of a 50 year old text adventure so um yeah. so so yeah so well i suppose we can go into the review of the game itself um so uh since we established nostalgia wasn't the driving force for you so for people maybe who don't know much about it. I was wondering if you could set us up what the game is about. Where do we find ourselves in the game? Uh, and um, what uh, what are your thoughts then on this game? So yeah, pretty much the premise of the game is you start uh, outside of a cave, somewhere in the mountains, forest esque area. The, 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 the starting line is you are uh, in a forest uh, outside a building something like that and the, the narrator is lovely by the way a uh, great fellow mm, as well lovely does voice an amazing yeah. job yeah jason crier shout out to him a good friend of mine but um yeah so you you just start exploring and you find uh, a key and a lamp and stuff that allow you to go start uh, going down into the cave and exploring down there and then you learn magic words and start coming across 
fantastical creatures that you know tropes from fairy tales and such um you know pretty typical fantasy fair nowadays but back then to have that in a game was i think relatively new and revolutionary uh of course the game is very faithful design wise and content wise to the original uh as well so it's definitely they're keeping it very much in style with how it was originally written about 50 years ago yeah and so yeah you just uh, explore through these dank mysterious i would say very atmospheric and immersive um caves despite you know people um argue about the graphics um i think for being a game that was made vr first so it was really made to be uh played in vr first and foremost i think for that it looks pretty good uh but yeah it's not like high fidelity triple a graphics but still it for me it gets very immersive and just the styling of it um yeah it's really enjoyable and then you start finding treasures and you start learning on you know, start learning about what's going on and how to get past all the puzzles and yeah pretty much the goal of the game is to find all the treasures that are in the cave and then there's a special ending which is <laughs> quite enjoyable um yeah you just come across all kinds of uh, interesting things it's also very interesting because i was saying it's it's very fantasy styled but um it's also got some sort of i don't know exactly how to s- describe it some kind of techno steampunkish vibes a little bit with with the dwarves who live in the caves and yeah there's there's something special going on there mm. and i really thought it was an interesting juxtaposition so yeah i would certainly uh, recommend <laughs> looking into it yeah no i'm i'm delighted to hear because you know, it was kind of up in the year how this game would do, for, especially for people like us who didn't play the original game and the the game design, as you mentioned as well, that it, it is based on a 50-year-old text adventure. But the sense that I'm getting, you know, from listening to you and reading people's comments, listening to people, is the sense of exploration in the game, that you don't really know what's coming around the corner uh, when you play the game, that you mentioned the dwarves come out of nowhere and there's all sorts of creatures, dragons and uh, other other things as well. Did, did, is that what you kind of, what you enjoy particularly? Would you say the exploration? Yeah, certainly yeah. when I first played it, my first blind playthrough, it was just, you know, seeing all the new sites and never knowing indeed what's around the corner, just enjoying the views and the experience and then getting jump scared by those dwarves and the pirates. It was, <laughs> uh, it, I was playing it on stream. It was just <laughs> quite a quite a fun experience. And also, you know, interacting with people in chat. And it, it, it was kind of like a re- real fun experience um, that way. It felt both mysterious and exciting and on the other hand also surpri- surprisingly comfortable and cozy just i don't know there was something just nice about it well, <laughs> lovely and now i know that some people if they just first of all i think uh uh we we might say are, are you one of the you you did a speed run on this game correct did you are you number one or number two in the speed run of this game i heard <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I've been wanting to speedrun games for a long time, and just 
I had just finished it and I was like, oh, I want to play some more of this and I would love to try speedrunning it. And shout out to David TKI, who is a speedrunner who first uh, started speedrunning Colossal Cave and he kind of routed out uh, how to go through the game uh, in a fairly quick uh, way. Um, and yeah, I just started uh, kind of learning <laughs> how he uh, played through it and then I happened to after some attempts uh, get world records on uh, any percent so just getting through the quickly as possible getting through the game as quickly as possible and i currently also have second place in the 100% category so that's wow. kind of a full score with all the with all the treasures yeah and both of those are uh sub 20 minutes uh any percent is sub 15 minutes i don't know the numbers off the top of my head but it's yeah somewhere around 13 minutes or so for any percent and finishing the full game like somewhere around 15 minutes yeah it's it's surprisingly quick yet mm. it's it's still a lot of fun the, the main problem is and that that's a problem with the game in general is there's a lot of luck and random numbers mm. involved um because of the design that they really stuck to those design choices from about 50 years ago, which worked very well in a text adventure game, but don't always translate mm. the best to, to to 3D graphical adventure where you have free motion, you can roam around as you wish, and yeah, sometimes it just makes it quite difficult and frustrating, especially when you're <laughs> trying to go through it as quickly as possible. And you, <laughs> it's just one of these things, like the, the main thing that's, that makes or breaks a speedrun attempt is the mm. pirate. The pirate is, he can just show up at the, at the worst time and just <laughs> take all your treasures and then you have to go find him again and, and then you lose so much time or, or he doesn't show up at all. It's also possible. And then you can't get what you need from him. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really tough in that way, but it's still a lot of fun. And yeah, I really enjoyed uh, learning speedrunning that way. Yeah, well, congratulations on that. And I'm, and I'm interested because it sounds like you've gone back to this over and over again. You mentioned, you know, that you die quite a bit or that you, you know, might be a bit frustrating. But unlike, say, I'd say, most adventure games, because most adventure games don't really have much replay value, but this game does. Would you think that that's fair to say? I mean, it, I think it depends on what you want to get out of it and how you approach it. Um there's certainly quite a bit of uh, content to explore uh, and discover, and, and that can require multiple uh, playthroughs if you didn't find them all on the first try, or if you just want to go back and explore explore something again. I, there are certainly some secrets to, that are, can be tricky to find or that you can't figure out the first time around. So yeah, it's it's definitely got a replayability in that sense. And then, of course, if you do speedrunning or some other way of... of approaching the game in a new way, then yeah, there's certainly a lot of replayability and value to be found there for sure. Fantastic. Because from what I'm getting, I get from yourself and other people, uh, first of all, reading some reviews or people who didn't like the game were people who maybe played for an hour or a few hours or whatever, but people like yourself who've gone back to look for all the secrets generally seem to enjoy it more as what I find. It's, it's a game that I think needs to be played kind of more, but um, now you mentioned the frustrations. Do you think that that might put people off, or do you think that people should just give it a go to continue uh, to play it? Or is there anything you would change in the game? 
Well, I think there's just in general a high barrier of entry to even buying and 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 being convinced that it's a game for you because one the release price they said is yes arguably too high. <laughs> yeah, forty dollars, yeah. which yeah, it's yeah, a little on the high side. Yeah. yeah, I would argue it should have been about half of that. Mm. I think twenty dollars in that vicinity would have been a lot more reasonable to ask. Right. Um, yeah, I, I I know there are justifications for that, but it's just going to be harder to to convince people to buy it, and and especially people look at the graphics and they go, ah, oh, this doesn't look like what I would expect from a forty dollar game. Uh, it's, I don't know, and then it's mm-hmm. always you know I'll wait for a sale or, um, yeah, and then yeah, some design choices. Um, as I was saying, that can make the game frustrating in places. You can die randomly just mm. out of nowhere from the dwarves. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, I I think it, it is certainly worth playing. I really enjoyed it, but it, it's not easy to, to get into. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it's just a difficult premise, something that's 50 years old and, and most gamers, you know, us... Us <laughs> who are more into the adventure gaming niche, right? We we... <laughs> least, even if we hadn't played of it, but we were aware of it. And then it's like, oh my God, Williamses are making that. Yeah, people would, people would uh, prefer prefer them to to do a King's Quest game or whatever, something that Sierra was really known for. Just go back to that specific style. But they particularly chose to, t- to tackle yeah. this project, and like huge props to them. I I think it's a I think it's very, what's the word of it for it? Um, admirable. I was going to say that. But I, do, <laughs> I do admire them too, because now I spoke to Roberta Williams and yeah, name dropped there. Yes, I know, but people can check out my interview. <laughs> 90 minutes and it was no filters, Roberta. She was completely honest and very detailed and just kind of like saying, you know, gave very good answers as well. She was saying this is exactly the game that she wanted to make. And she knew going in, that there would be people who wouldn't like it. She recognizes that parts of the game are a bit, uh, you know, a bit old or maybe a bit dated, but she said this was about what she called like a historical preservation of the game, just update the game with graphics and uh, controls. But she said it's important to her to keep the game as it was and as it was best known that um, there are other iterations, but she said, no, this is exactly the way that I want to make it. So I do admire them for just sticking so closely to it, knowing that there are parts of it that they didn't work. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you, that you really enjoyed it. And also it's kind of interesting that, you know, Roberta is well known for telling great stories in her games back, well, certainly before she well retired 30 years ago, but this one, how did you find the story? Was there much of it there or did you discover more as you went along? Cause I haven't played it. I'm not sure myself, but Oh, you haven't you played it. <laughs> no, I haven't, unfortunately. Not yet. I've been so busy. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I completely understand that. There's, it's, it's difficult to get around to everything uh, nowadays. And life yeah, gets in the way. Possible. Yeah, exactly. But I am curious now. I'm more and more curious yeah. to I hear about it. But be, before I let you go, how, what did you think of the, the story in the game? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's not a lot of real story like... There's there's not really any characters to talk with or interact with, and most most of what you learn about what's going on in the caves and with the whole situation there is very much told through environmental storytelling. So it's mm. very much just exploring and 
seeing what's going on, what the, what the characters, the dwarves and other characters are doing. And that way, yeah, you just start getting a feeling, yeah, for, for what's going on, what, what is making the, the caves, the colossal caves stick. And then the ending, the ending also is quite narratively interesting, I would say. But yeah, there's not a lot of meat on the bones as far mm -hmm. as real storytelling goes. It's it's more like really absorbing the atmosphere and and yeah, just seeing what's what's there and uh yeah it's 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 hard to define but yeah it's it's just there is a narrative it's just you really have to to dig in and and look around it's yeah it's just about trying stuff out finding the secrets it sounds like you know it's uh, it's more a game for exploration and finding secrets as you mentioned that that's what brought you back again and again and if, from what i've heard from other people they were the same that uh they were saying yeah there's something about the game that keeps drawing them back into it no fa fantastic and uh would you uh, how would you feel, you know, about Ken and Roberto Williams making another game? Would you like them to uh, update another text adventure, make something original? Or, or... I think this was a huge learning experience uh, for them because, yeah, they had mm. indeed not been active in the gaming industry much at all in the past uh, 25 years, 20 to 25 years. And I think they that they learned a lot <laughs> of lessons <laughs> uh, and I, i'm sure they, if, yeah i'm sure i'm sure that uh if they want to they they could certainly give it another go and either make something that uh leans closer to uh what people know and love them for which might mm. also be more commercially um of interest to people a bit more commercially viable than colossal cave 3d is mm. um I would just be very uh, interested personally to see where they go next. I don't know uh, yeah. what they will do, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm there for it if they if they want to give it another shot. Uh, but I think the ball is in their court in that regard. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure they know because like I did try and get it out of Roberta, but she was saying, "Well, we'll see how the game does." Um, yeah, so. I think they, I think they are waiting a bit indeed, and mm -hmm. yeah, they, they, it's probably they, a good thing. You know, just yeah, wait. Yeah. You know, and the project is also still not fully wrapped up for them because right, they still yeah, have they, the VR mm -hmm. versions to gather out. It, yeah. And cool. Uh, so, yeah, no, overall, well, you enjoyed it as well. I'm delighted to see that you did enjoy it. And I hope to try it again myself uh, at some point. But once I get my own, you know, once life can stop getting in the way <laughs> and I can just sit down and play these games. Yeah. Uh, but, but I wanted to, you know, to to review the game, the podcast, and get your opinion. So, um, so once again, I really do appreciate you getting up at your sick bed. Uh, before I let you go, well, I know you're going to go. You're telling me you're going to go on your own adventures <laughs> uh, very shortly. But are there any particular games that you are looking forward to playing uh, next or in future? Anything that's on your radar or that people should know? Oh, uh, there's. Too much that's on my radar. <laughs> <laughs> um, like a big one that comes to mind. Um, the most recently published game by Wedgedai Games, which I believe you have reviewed. Um, I'm blanking on the title right now. What's it called again? Uh, uh, oh, the, the Excavation of Hobbs Barrow. Yeah, yes, exactly. fantastic I have, game. I haven't played it yet. I know. Oh, you fantastic. haven't? Oh, oh well, I t <laughs> you're in for a treat, I think. 
Yeah, I know. I, I, <laughs> I know for sure that I am. But yeah, I just need to get around to it. Oh, I know it's the similar, feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the similar one is Perfect Tides. Everyone is going on. Oh, about I, it. I need to as well. Yeah, Kieran was on the podcast last month and he, he yeah, he went wild over it. <laughs> Um, yeah. I and I and I it, that bumped up my you know my to play uh, list as well. So, um, so well, yeah. fantastic. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I better let you go then, Amy, because I know that you're still have uh, waiting to have dinner and try and recover <laughs> for your own holiday. So, uh, well, thank you so much for uh, joining this podcast. Hopefully, we'll have you for longer next time or next time you're on. Um, yeah, I hope so as well. Uh, we'll have to try to make it work out, and hopefully, my body and life will be back to somewhat normalish by then. We'll see. I, well, I certainly hope so. Well, uh, yeah. well, look, take care of yourself, Amy, and we will definitely keep in touch. Yeah, of course. I love being engaged in this, and I think you do an amazing job making this happen. I, I know that people love the podcast, and oh, that, thank you. I mean, I think it's both great for just. The community and also just to get information about these fantastic games and projects out there so i think it's mm. just wonderful so yeah let's keep it up <laughs> yeah no absolutely let's all of us keep it up but yeah the, the check is in the post for, <laughs> for <this nice> time. <laughs> no and you you as well hope you can keep it up as well so um you know with your twitch and your support of the developers and the developers as well hopefully they'll continue making great games but um yeah but, but yeah no well <laughs> Thank you, Amy, and we'll chat very soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So that was my conversation with Amy, uh, which you guys will hear, hopefully. <laughs> um, so thank you to Amy, and uh, thank you to you guys. Thank you to Thomas and to you, Rose, for joining for the first time. I hope uh, mm. hope we haven't scared you away. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. And thank you, Amy, as well, for that. Um, so, uh Yeah. Uh, so um, before we finish, uh, I suppose I'll ask you first, Rose, are, you, are there any particular games that you were looking forward to playing or you're thinking of playing now ooh. or replaying? I know there's a lot out. Um, oh, good question. Um, well, uh, okay, now I've heard about these Kickstarters. <laughs> um, those go <laughs> on the list. Um, and yeah, that uh, Don't Nod game looks interesting. Um, uh, hang on. Well, on my list of things to play, uh, or, soon, or anything uh, you're planning, yeah, yeah. Um, as dusk falls, I've not got around to playing that yes, yet. Yes, I need to play that as well. Is it Laura's yeah. top 10? Um, and what else have I got? Uh, really, it's in her okay, yeah, yeah, she um, really sorry, enjoyed it. Um, and Beacon Pines as well. Um, <laughs> and uh, a memoir blue, as you can tell, I've I've still got Game Pass for the rest of this month. So, <laughs> so uh, that's, sorry, I'm just gradually getting through the adventure games on it. I know. Um, I, I'm still going through the get the adventure games released in 2022. Oh, so make oh, if you if you yeah if you have um, Xbox Game Pass, do make sure that you play um, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy because uh, apart from one thing where it switches and you have to shoot some stuff down anyway, um, but it's it's mostly an adventure game pretty much. Um, oh, nice. so much dialogue so fun Again, so cool feel good and amazing music it's just so good um oh yeah and i've also got to play the end of um uh frog detective which is very it's nice another very, one. very a, lo- a lot of games to, uh, to play then and mm. uh and you thomas uh well you you have you finished playing marvel's <laughs> midnight suns you never finish playing marvel's <laughs> midnight suns. i'm only 250 hours in 
Oh, is that all? Oh, my God. After you, uh, uh, after you finish the last missions, then you can just continue to keep, you can just continue playing, um, if you want to. So I'm, uh, basically, uh, uh, just doing a few missions every now and then, uh, just to, uh, to, uh, collect some, um, resources and get my characters better because I think next month there will be a new, uh, new character as DLC. So, uh, then will so you'll never finish playing this. Stuff. I hope not. No, because I really, really enjoy it. Uh, uh, I, 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 I hope other people do too. I hear the game is commercially not that successful. Which I read that, unfortunately. It breaks yeah. my heart. Yeah, because it's a really good game. Um, yeah. Other, other than that, I'm now going to play Pentiment because uh, you okay, really well, make, make me want to play that. I, I already forward. sold it to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I look also, forward to uh, hearing your thoughts. And yes. yeah. yeah. I also have uh, Cyberpunk 2077 on my uh, Steam Deck installed. So uh, I, I started on that. Another short uh, game. Another <laughs> short game. Yeah, I'm, I'm also always. Yeah, I bought it in a sale and not got around to playing it. But yeah, so, it was really cheap yeah. all of a sudden. So I thought that why? Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, so I bought it. So I thought, well, okay, because I was, yeah, I thought, well, maybe it's time to pay it. I've got friends who, who just calls it cyber shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they probably played it when it came out. And I think so. Yeah, fixed. I think Plus, I, I believe the PC version never was that bugged anyway. So. Yeah, it's mostly the console versions that were that were disappointing. And not being funny, but like you know, I've played Elder Scrolls. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm quite I'm quite used to bugs and just typing oh, yeah. things I, to make it work yeah. again. You know, I'm also, um, so. uh, I also uh, am the recent uh, recently got a, a PlayStation Five. Oh yes. So I'm also playing Dead Space, but that that game is terrifying. So I'm, <laughs> I, I have to be careful with that. <laughs> Because that's that's really a very uh, very um, very tense game. My well, God, ta- I've, I've played the first hour and a half or something. And I've heard, yeah, I've heard it's very tense um, yeah, and gory. Yeah, I've seen just some trailers for it. It's but uh, but cool. Well, it's well, not a game I would normally play, but I got this one, and I thought I should. Change. Everybody was saying that that Dead Space is so good. And it felt it felt like Aliens meets Event Horizon, and those are two of my uh, two of my cool. f- favorite horror <laughs> movies. So, yeah, why not? I'm gonna try that out, and uh, I see. I have so so many games I can play. It's, cool. It's, well, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Thank thank you both again. I might be playing something called South of the Circle, which uh, oh. looks interesting. Okay. It's I'm uh, not like this. Have a look. And that name Grund, rings a bell. G R U N N D. And also the Pale Beyond, which is coming out at the end of February. Oh, I need to play Grunt. Oh, yeah. Oh. Already out. And uh, uh, so we will see what also delivers the moon, which Ooh. I want to. Uh, I like the graphics on South of the Circle. Yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah. Ooh, and high rated. Yeah, it's, okay. Um, and also I have a fascination with, as well as with the moon, with Antarctica. So anything yeah, you do. there. With, ga- with games that makes you really cool. I know cold <laughs> with moon, Antarctica. I know, I don't know what it is, but... Uh, I also, I also almost, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I'm fine with them as long as they don't have survival elements, like survive yeah, the cold. I want an adventure um, game. Set, I uh, mean, I, I'm, I'm used to the whole survive the cold game just by going outdoors in winter in Berlin. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and, and that that's not a nice game, really. No. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, also, well. I also must say that uh, I was very tempted to buy the PlayStation 5 version of The Last of Us because the, mm. the TV show is absolutely masterpiece. Oh, I'm going to watch it now. So, uh-huh. um, Yeah, I've heard it's good. 
to the latest episode. So, well, thank yeah. you so much to you both. Thank you to Thomas and to Rose for joining us. I hope you will join us again. Thank uh, you for having soon. us. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, we'll yeah. be back. Uh, well, next month with uh, reviews as well. We'll see who who joined us. <laughs> we'll see mm. if I'm even here. Do we know um, what the reviews will be yet or no? No, not yet, depending mystery. on... Mystery, okay. Uh, it's a mystery. Every month is a mystery, depending on who's available now and what games we've played. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. So as you can see, it's really well planned, this podcast. Got to keep, gotta keep <laughs> our listeners guessing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, good. well, thank you very much, guys. Uh, thank you, everyone, yeah. for listening. And, uh, well, take care, everyone. And we'll be back next month with uh, more reviews. Cool. And keep on questing. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so if you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a adventure game developer or adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it. And you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com. So until next time, thank you.